You're listening to the Heartbeats Machine here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And tonight in studio, we have My Gold Mask. This is Jack from My Gold Mask. This is Greta from My Gold Mask. Welcome. And third member, not here. No, not today. James Andrew is exploring some breweries <laughs> today. <laughs> he had something more important to do. Yeah. <laughs> Took a trip on the day off. Yes. So uh, let's just talk a little bit, because you guys are from out of town, Chicago-based band. Let's have a brief introduction of the band and you individually and go from there. Well, we're a band from Chicago. Greta and I started the band back in like 2009. And we've gone through a lot of different permutations, I guess, in our style and just in everything. James joined us in 2013 and he became a drummer slash synth electronic player that added an extra layer to us. When we first started the band we were just kind of messing around in our house. I had an acoustic guitar and I heard Greta singing in this voice that I had never heard her singing before and it kind of inspired me and I was like we need to do something like this. I kind of encouraged Greta to keep exploring that voice and it kind of inspired me to kind of write things that were different. Before that we just came from the rock world I guess garage rock, punk bands, stuff like that. I was personally kind of growing tired of that because as an artist, I just didn't feel like I was growing or doing anything different. So that kind of inspired me to explore things. And so we started off one way. We didn't know what the heck we were doing, honestly. We were Mm -hmm. just sort of like throwing things out there and and playing around. And then as time went on, there was like sort of a a sound that was developing, our own sound, exploring tones and stuff like that. But one thing that has always been there since the beginning is this sort of dark kind of undercurrent to us, no matter what we were doing. Regardless of what avenue was currently taking place. Exactly. And that's not something that we necessarily in the beginning consciously we're like we're going to be dark it's just how it comes out it's how we write songs we could try to write happy songs and it still sounds it's still gonna come it out still dark. comes out like just something about us we're not like brooding in caves and stuff like right. that it's just the way our art comes out eventually we started getting into electronic music and wanting to add that layer in and we worked with a producer Baltazar Delay has been there since the beginning with us helping us figure out how to get our sound on record and our live show in the very beginning was much much different Greta was a standing singing drummer. Which is intense. Which was intense. Yeah. A lot of work. I had never played drums before. I, had, I was the basis of a, a previous project that he was discussing earlier. And so when we started this project, we were in our practice space and there was a kick drum left over from bands from just We have a big ago. practice space and things get left there. And yeah, yeah, so I kind of inherited this kick drum and I, <laughs> I was like, I need like something underneath this just to keep time or whatever right. yeah. and so I like I just started like, kind of like stomping on it and then eventually like accumulated a couple of other things and uh, to what you see James playing now like the Roland the yeah. symbol okay. a tom and a she, we just kept adding to her thing so at first you know we started writing these songs and she would Greta would just like be doing this kick drum and that's where the four on the floor started was just for us and well yeah not not in the history of music <laughs> we yeah, yeah, we, yeah. I mean for this band that's how that got in there though right. and then took it to our friend Baltazar and we're like yeah we're trying to figure out like this project we don't know what we want to do with it you know we want something that sounds like this and, and he he listened to our demo and he's like, well, is that Greta doing that? And he's like, yeah. He's like, well, just do that. And so we're like, okay. So we did that for a long time. But then eventually we hit a wall with what we could do as a two-piece. Right. And we wanted to expand the sounds. We wanted it was also compromising, I think, vocals live. It became this thing or I felt like, I can rub my tummy and tap my head. It was like it, right. trying to sing and play at the same time. It right. Ma- <laughs> it makes you bounce yeah. up and down. And well, and it's one thing you can create anything as developed and layered in a studio setting, right. but then recreate 
creating exactly. that. Right. And that's something we virtually had, impossible at exact, some point. Exactly. And that was something that we had a problem with early on. There was a little bit of a disconnect, I think, when people would hear our early records and then see us live because we didn't know what we were doing still. Right. So many artists come out fully formed nowadays where like right. they just come out and everything is planned and they unveil it and it just seems like this completely that's not what this project like we was. Literally, <laughs> people were watching our growing pains through the entire, the entire project. Yeah. Like, well, that's the great, actually. I think there's something old school about that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Definitely old school. Definitely. Yeah. But now with James there and with everything we've done, now what we have is something that is totally fully formed. If someone saw us back then and saw us now, it's a completely different band. And I think a lot of people are finding us for the first time now because we have this whole different sound mm-hmm. now. And then they're going back and discovering the earlier stuff, too, and be like, oh, I like that, too. Right. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, we're at this point now where it's exciting for us. It right. feels fresh. I jumped on on this new album, and then I've gone back and listened to the older stuff. Cool. And I don't see a stark right. difference. Right, contrast, yeah. Because I wouldn't know any better. Right. But if I had jumped on early and right. followed, exactly. then it would be more of a progression. Right. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of fans of music in general tend to become attached to mm-hmm. things in bands. For some of people, it was hard for them. They're like, how come Greta's not the standing singing drummer right. anymore? You know, and it's like, well, we're just not doing that anymore. Greta still plays Tom right. and doubles up on the drums. That's still an element of the band, and that'll always be there. Because yeah. having to rely on you being exactly. the only percussionist was, is yeah. just And too now much. I can, like, my lyrics are very, very important to me, and when I'm able to actually give it everything that I need, everything I want to give it live to, and I feel more satisfied as a front woman being able to do that. To focus. I, to focus on that. When I was behind the kit, because I'm, I wasn't naturally a drummer, it wasn't second nature to me at the time. I was really concentrating right. hard on like, I'd be singing and I'd be like, okay, and then this is coming up. And I was such a primitive it was drummer but to that, begin with. Right. But see, that said, is that's all in the DNA of the sound of the band because Greta did things on drums because Greta wasn't a natural drummer and all right. that. Interesting places where the beats would go on offbeats. And I loved it. If you listen to a lot of things where certain rhythms come in, it's not something, first of all, there's never been a snare drum right. in this band. <laughs> now there, there's that there's electronic drums, there's electronic snares. Right. I think on the new album, one of the producers, Sanford Parker, had James play a full kit on two of the songs oh, wow. mixed in. It was on, um, I think... Lipstick Bruises. On Lipstick Bruises and on Gone. Gone, Gone, Gone. There's like a full kit in there mixed in with the electronic drums. But in any case, a lot of the way James plays is also like his interpretation of that core DNA of what she laid what down. She did, yeah. And that wouldn't have been that way if she was a experienced drummer. Right. So I think there's a lot to be said with just experimenting. We had to go through that whole period of figuring things out. I mean, that's how I came across. People were like, why the heck are you playing a nylon string electric guitar? It's because it's how it just evolved. It wasn't like I sat there and was like, I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm gonna find this <laughs> nylon string classical flamenco guitar and I'm going to put it through like a bunch of, no, it was just oh, this progression and it came from experimentation. And we still continue now to experiment with things. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and that's, that's just been, because that was what my gold mask was about was us escaping our old identities and forging new ones through experimenting and that's kind of what it's about getting out of our comfort zone too that was really important and even though I'm not the primary drummer anymore I'm still always adding different things that challenge me as a vocalist now I'm live mixing my vocals and like experimenting with loops I saw that I wasn't prepared for that I didn't (laughs) know that was going to happen that was amazing awesome thing I loved it thank you (laughs) okay Jack you play guitar guitar. Mm -hmm. strictly guitar and backup vocals correct? yeah I do backup vocals I play guitar on the album I played a little bit of synth on a few of the songs mainly Gone 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 I did most of the synth 
instruments on there. So I'm starting to get into that. The synths were all done with a bunch of people. If you look at the liner notes, oh, okay. it wasn't just the three of us. There was Mr. Kitty did Yay. synths on one of the tracks, who we love. And the producers, Sanford, Parker, and Baltazar Delay, they also contributed synths. And okay. then James contributed synths. Well, Adam Wayne did some did bass, bass. On, on one of the bass guitars. So we brought in other musicians as well for the album. For the studio. Yeah. Right. Going back to what we were saying earlier, when you listen to us live, we figured out how to have all that there with us live to make it so that there's nothing missing. It's interesting that you bring up that scenario. You guys were about to take the stage. I was standing and talking with Nick Viola, who is in Hexarex and works a lot with Roger. Mm -hmm. He was really excited to see how you carry over the sound from the album to the stage because there is that element of, wow, how are they going to pull this off? Right. <laughs> and we looked at each other after the first song. Thumbs up. So, oh, oh, thank cool. you. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> you know, we've learned some tricks and stuff. Translating the album to the live show has been something that we have actually spent a lot of time, especially yeah. this recent year. Yeah, that was, that, really that was a focus for of ours right. to get the live show to be where the albums were at for us. And now I feel like we're firing kind of on all cylinders. And James is the main reason why we're able to do that because Greta and I are not technical types of people. I'm more of a songwriter, melody writer. Okay. That's kind of my focus in the band. All of the songs that you hear on Anxious Utopia actually started just me on an acoustic guitar. That's really how they were all started, except for maybe a couple. Severed. There's is it always the same? A couple of exceptions, but 99% of it starts with starts him with, with an acoustic guitar and then a melody, melody line. and then well, coming yeah. to me and is, and then I'm putting my voice to it and sometimes I'm like, uh, I'm not feeling that. Or, <laughs> hey, yeah. And then like that spawns an emotion, which spawns lyrics, which right. spawns a voice. Right. So sometimes what I'll do is, is I'll just take, I'll just play the guitar and I'll just come up with like a bottom line or a rhythm mm -hmm. in my head. I'll have a rhythm in my head. I'll have mm -hmm. drum. I'll hear full drums in my head, even though I'm right. not playing the drums first. I'll just sit there and play, and then I'll I'll come up with the bottom line, and then I'll come up with a melody top line on the guitar as well, which will become the blueprint of like a vocal melody that Greta will take and then make her own. And the thing is, I have Greta's voice in my head too. Right. And because Greta's the inspiration to me since day one <laughs> for everything, and then as we've gone along, I've learned the sweet spots for Greta and stuff. Mm -hmm. But Greta has to feel it, and Greta right. has to like it. And if she doesn't, then it doesn't go anywhere. It's got to strike an emotion in her, and then that inspires her. And then she will take that blueprint and make it her own and add herself into it. And then the lyrics start coming out, and she really focuses on the lyrics and how that sound makes her feel and all that kind of stuff. I found that very interesting in reading up about you guys that the process of creating music generally starts the reverse of what most people do report. At least in my experience is that lyrics come out and then you try and find a melody and then you try and find everything uh, else. Oh, we've and never just, been able to work oh, that way. Yeah. It's, it's just interesting it, to actually It's different for everybody. You know, and a song is, all songs are different. They right. all, the thing is, is Greta's always writing poetry and whatever. And mm -hmm. so I think there's a lot of times where you do draw from things you've written before. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. it's not like, oh, I wrote this. Let's make it a song. To yeah, make it into yeah. A song. Yeah. I get in like where I, I like combinations of words. Like I, I obsess over that a little bit. And then like different like poems or like short stories I've, I've written in the past or even my diary. I journal. But it doesn't come out like where I open. I'm like, okay, I'm reading this. Bits, <laughs> and, bits and pieces. <laughs> bits and pieces. I, I write straight from like personal experiences too. So it, And then we kind of bring it into the space at that point. If it's something that the two of us are like, okay, this is, we like this a lot. And then we show it to James at that point. And then we might have a suggestion for him for how to do the rhythm and then he'll take that same kind of thing and he'll right. make that his own and add his own flair and come up with his own ideas and then together the three of us tweak it from there and fine tune it and then from there we take it to like a producer it's a process it's but a, it's definitely steps but there's been one like Insomnia where the three of us were just 
I hate to use this word, but Don't jamming. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate to use that it. word, but I mean, I mean, that's, we were practicing. Yeah, we we're practicing. Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> we're sitting there, and James started something, and then I just kind of added it, and then it kind of just happened. And the insomnia, like lyrics, literally were coming out right on and the, the spot moment because I had wow. just so like, some had, songs, like a really bad right. bout of it. And that's how it goes. <laughs> some songs like write themselves like immediately, and the other ones like connect. I think I wrote rewrote that chorus five times. Oh yeah, oh, wow. we had like five different choruses before the one you hear on that that's crazy so it just depends yeah I mean if you're not feeling something but what you just was have to keep working crazy as we were feeling all of them <laughs> and but then like the, as the record got closer to like we, okay we had this deadline that we need to meet and before we go into the studio oh my god okay what about this one and I was right. like mm-hmm. every day like okay now this one I'm like <laughs> oh my god I don't know I like the other uh, we know no like but this then one. when Wait, that one was that we were all like oh that's but the then one, that one came, sometimes yeah. you got to explore every possibility yeah. some songs started off like forgive again was a completely different other song I redid the whole thing and so it depends there's some of them evolve for a long time and other okay. ones just pop out and Greta basically wrote severed the whole melody and everything by herself just about and I added the guitar stuff so there are some exceptions to how the process works we're writing new stuff and James wrote a song with melody and everything that we're working on and but then there's other ones that we're doing in the same process I mentioned earlier Okay, let's talk about the tour. March 26th. March 26th <laughs> was the L.A. show yes. at Complex. We had so much fun. Oh, and it so was much fun. fun. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the whole tour and lead up to the L.A. show. Sure. And then talk about the rest. So we released Anxious Utopia. It was released on the 4th. We had our release show on the 5th in Chicago. In Chicago. So we okay. did a, a awesome. nice party, Lincoln Hall there. And then we toured down to South By, making a few stops on the way there. And then we did South by Southwest. South by Southwest, which we were on the showcase with Pastel Ghost and Mr. Kitty. Yeah, it we were so, so awesome. We loved playing with Pastel Ghost uh, and Mr. Kitty. It was like cartoon hearts exploding all <laughs> over the place <laughs> in my body outside <laughs> around. We there. loved them. Uh, and we got to play with a lot of great bands on this tour. We played with this uh, post-punk shoegaze band called The Foreign Resort from Denmark. They're great. A lot of this stuff reminds me of like kind of disintegration era cure kind of stuff. So it's really cool. And we played with this excellent Chicago solo electronic artist named Fee Lion. She is excellent as well. Then we played a festival up in Hot Springs called Valley of the Vapors. Really awesome city. One of our favorites. Yeah. People are always like, you went to Hot Springs? Oh man. It is awesome. People love music there. I mean, all ages literally come out and watch everything. So it's a big festival, multiple types of music. Like it is a lot of different types. And of music, I think yeah. now it lasts five days. Yeah, per week or it so. keeps getting bigger keeps getting every bigger year because more and more bands learn about it right. and they're like growing there, and it's great. The community know, is just really rad. It's like an actual music community, and it's Neat. that's the thing when you go on tour. You, not every city's like that, right? You know, and you learn which cities are really the music, are music hungry and music and li- appreciative. And yeah, not just going, not just mainstream music, but right. hungry to learn about underground music or new bands and new artists and stuff like that it's about music in general and not right a Correct. specific act exactly yes. tucson i had never ever played tucson before yeah it was oh yeah <laughs> we, played with, <laughs> we played with ultra de ruin, played with ultra de ruin. Fantastic Fantastic we loved them we loved them i mean amazing people loved their band i mean the set and they they were just so gracious and, and speaking just, of another community that was just like yes. that blew me away with their enthusiasm i yeah. was like wow. we've been fortunate because it's like a battery when you're on stage yes. when you feed off the audience Absolutely. and like their energy gives me more energy 
energy. It gives all of us more energy. And so when you're playing to an audience that's like a little more detached, you're my battery pack. Okay, again, again, it's difficult for you to get into it when the people who are supposed to receive it yeah, are not getting really, into it. Yeah, yeah. So the just, more absolutely. you get, the more you give. Absolutely. It's just like anything else. Totally. <laughs> but this this tour, I mean, then leading it to LA is just yeah. The people you there guys were have just stolen my heart. Come, yeah, Greta's ready to move out here now. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, palm trees and sun. No more snow. <laughs> are, is our music going to get too light out here? I don't know. Probably not. I don't no. think so. No. <laughs> There's plenty of darkness out here. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. There's I, a grimy side I out here. I actually thought Anxious Utopia was... Us being light. Us being well, in a way it is. In a way. <laughs> but, yeah. She's she always laughing. Well, <laughs> There's I, a pop I'll element. On, I'll touch on yeah. that yeah. In, in a moment when we transition to that. Because yeah. I definitely have a comment. Sure. Uh, and it does relate to Mr. Kitty. Talk about the tour. Let's talk about the album. And then we can clear up what I was just mentioning. Cool. And I don't yeah. have to worry about remembering it. Yeah, for sure. So Anxious Utopia is album number... Well, I'm, it's hard to answer that question because <laughs> our first album was a nine-song release. Some people consider it... I think it's a full length. It's enough. It's a full length. Yeah. Absolutely. But we only released that on cassette. That was the very, very early like experimental okay. part where we were really throwing out all kinds of different genres, discovering ourselves, discovering what we wanted to do. And that was called... It was just called My, My Gold, Gold Mask. Mask. And okay. we only made a hundred cassettes of it and we never oh, wow. repressed it. We probably never will do it again. I mean, maybe. We'll see. I don't know if people are actually interested in it or not. We don't play them anymore. Okay. Um, so I'm not sure we'll ever revisit that material or not. But then after that was A Thousand Voices EP, uh, which has Violet Eyes on it, which was our first song that really got out there and had people learn about us. It also has one of my favorite songs, which we do not play anymore. She's Fing- looking... <laughs> fingerprints. <laughs> We're good. Why are you looking at me like she's, <laughs> that we do <laughs> not play anymore? <laughs> Sorry. I'm not... I, I like that song. I love the way it came out. But, you know, it's like... You, I know. As I you know. progress... And so then we put out another EP after that, which was A Million okay. Miles, which they kind of go hand in hand with each other. And that had Ghost in Your Bed in it, which we do still play in our set. We um, revamped we it. We revamped it. We've kind of taken some of the Violet Eyes and Ghost in Your Bed and we have added... James especially has added this extra layer into them to kind of bring them more closely connected to the new stuff. Okay. And then we did either our second or first full length, Leave Me Midnight, and that was in 2013. Greta was still doing all the drums, but that's where James played three or four of the songs. Everything up to that point, Greta still did all the drums. And even on Leave Me Midnight, that's mostly her doing drums. That's incredible. Well, and that's where it really got hard was because we kept writing more and more material and we had deadlines and we can't stay in the studio forever. I mean, there's money involved, you know. And I was still like... At that point, too, I was fine-tuning a lot of the vocals that went on. Leave Me Midnight. Leave Me Midnight. So, yeah, got to, like, the last couple songs, and I was like, I It was too much. I mean, all the drums and all the vocals. We actually brought him in. Can you just help me do, figure out how to simplify it for me? Because I'm feeling really overwhelmed. And he started showing me some stuff, and I was like, okay, awesome, awesome. And then I was finally, I was like, yeah, well, I was like, are you into this? Because, like, he was sitting there in the room, and I just looked, and I was like, we should just do this. Right. And then he was like, okay, you know, let's do it. Yeah, and Leave Me Midnight was the first album where we started adding actual a little bit more electronic stuff uh-huh. a more. there was always a little bit of that stuff in our albums but we were more into taking organic instruments and, and making emulating it sound an, inorganic yeah. making emulating it sound. an electronic sound yeah. with and now we actually started incorporating that stuff and okay. so then we come to Anxious Utopia and then that's where you hear a lot more synth lot, some, some tracks are completely just electronic drums just okay. drum samples just some of them have no acristic drums on them at all oh wow yeah on the album but then when you translated it into yes, the show yes we played 
live, we do. Yes, we we okay. we still use acoustic drums. We think there's a, a nice live performance to that. It's very well rounded. I like the warmth it rounds out that, that like, sound. The, Thank you. Even just having like a few pieces of of acoustic drums, I think yeah. really like. We we like to mix fills out the sound the inorganic with. with the organic. We like to mi- we used analog synths. We used just synth. Uh, we use digital sense. I mean, we, there's no rules to us as far as that goes. Right. We're not purists in any way, shape, or form. Right. We do whatever sounds good to us, and that's all that matters. As the song is the most important right. thing to us, at least to me. Then whatever serves the song and makes the song work is what needs to happen exactly. in my mind. Yeah. In order to get to the end point that you're looking for, exactly, exactly. You do what you have and to, to do. convey the emotion yeah. and, and all that. That's the most important. Thing. And I really enjoyed the doubling up on the oh, drum, cool, because it then really filled the room. But I, it also scratches that itch from when I was still playing, and you know those were drum parts that I wrote with the songs that you still get to express that to part express of it. your art that you created. Yeah, but also focus on the main part of what you wanted. Yeah. To do. So let me touch on what I had mentioned about Mr. Kitty. You were talking about the lightness. Of yes, the yes, album. yes. Okay, Greta, you say that you think that it was rather light for your <laughs> music. <laughs> there is a comparison. Sonically, sonically, sonically. Son- lyrically, uh, probably not so. There is a comparison in Mr. Kitty's music. He described it as. As, you know, on his Bandcamp page, self-destructive synth pop. Yeah, I mean, which is a great deal? description, That's, right? Yeah, but his music is so poppy, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't realize how dark it is right. until you listen, listen to the lyrics. Right. Yeah, because it is really light. So there is a comparison for your music, oh, which pairs a, up very well. well that's a nice comparison because, because we love it. his music. <laughs> when I read or heard uh, you mentioned that you described it as the light album, yeah. for you guys, I just instantly <laughs> thought, okay, Mr. Kitty, it's dark lyrics. Lyrically, mm. but very poppy sounding, yeah. and that's yeah. kind of the feeling that I get. Well, that's pop cool. melody is very important to us. Also, sonically, it feels very light to me, or I should bright. It feels bright, right. which seems like Leave Me Midnight was very murky, smoky, and dark, murky, and, and dark in the tones, in the actual way it's recording. Okay. It's full, it's swampy with reverb all over the place. Okay, we brightened things up and cleaned things up a little bit on Anxious Utopia, so you could hear a little more clarity, a little more pop, but not. I think it's a lot more pop. Actually, yeah, which for just sounds for me feels yeah. really light. Well, right. but <laughs> lyrically, I actually think the lyrics that's, got oh yeah yeah yeah. Dark, well, you got deeper more into some yeah. into some more personal. Which I like the juxtaposition. It, it feels very cathartic for me to like say certain things, but have it juxtaposed with like, hey, I'm also gonna dance around and smile at you while I sing. And these that's things. exactly <laughs> the same experience. Well, I can't say exactly, but that is it's the, a, similar, a similar experience yeah. that I have with Mr. That's Kitty. cool. Yeah, whether it's listening to the album or seeing him perform, it's so similar in my experience as the consumer. You know that there's this darkness that <laughs> you're dealing with in your <laughs> lyric writing and then at the same time you're presenting it with such, I don't even know the word that would well, uh, convey we that. we really appreciate that because yeah. that means a lot to us because I feel like that's what we're going for. I mean, I think both of Greta and I have always enjoyed juxtaposition mm-hmm. in art. It happens in movies too where you have, sometimes you'll have a scene where something really horrible is happening right. but it has this song on that's like upbeat and it causes this it, strange it feeling and it emotions. messes with your emotions yes. I mean maybe not to that extent it's like a it hurts so good kind of thing and the it's like reality of life yeah and I mean that's just the way we push like push on my bruises yeah yes, I like it yes but that's the <laughs> thing real. yeah and I mean you know when, when we say pop I mean I've, melody has always been important to me that's why 
I write a lot of the melody because I, I melody is just I like any type of music but there has to be some kind of melody for me to yeah, really get into absolutely. it absolutely that's really every artist whether they're working in a band or individually is going to have their goal and as a band you each have your individual goals exactly yeah. and then so we kind of bring them together, them together. yeah Aww. it's definitely thank working thank <laughs> you <laughs> yeah and, and just to shout out James one more time it's like he uh, and also his goals are to keep us you know to keep the technology part going right. and he's just always looking at new synths and new sounds and stuff and that's so that's really awesome that we he's kind of feel like we have the perfect kind of mix now his touring work ethic is also really refreshing too like for us as touring musicians it's mm-hmm. it's really nice to have and when we brought him in it was really awesome to find someone you got to be in a van with them mm-hmm. you gotta you, got, yeah. you gotta play shows Tight you gotta load quarters. out you gotta He's, do things and and it works so it's cool we love yeah. to tour it was important to find someone Who that, too. that could have go <laughs> with you yeah. both on stage in studio it could, touring in the van. could go like one of two ways it can go south it real can, fast it could it, it could break you very quickly <laughs> or you could have like a lot of fun you yeah. know which we do so that's great i want to talk a little bit about this excerpt that I found in one of your interviews. Mm -hmm. So in your interview with The Seventh Hex, I just pulled one portion, Jack, in response to creating tension in the music. You had said, we all have these emotions and events in our lives that may seem small from the outside, but inside to us, they are the biggest things in the world. Yeah. And this isn't a question, it's just my commentary, and it actually, I think, is a good time at this point. We were talking about the color and the air of the album. This statement summarizes My Gold Mask music for me. Oh, that's cool. Oh, wow. (laughs) Absolutely. Summarizes it. <laughs> Pairing once again. Oh, I'm glad something I said actually. I know. Know, <laughs> something I said actually uh, was cool, <laughs> and not something that's going to embarrass me forever. <laughs> no, <That's> good. <laughs> this, this was the insight into the artist that everyone should be given. Thank you. Yeah, what I mean, that? when I, I when I said that, I think I was also kind of thinking of, especially I think during that time period was during Le- Leave Me Midnight. There's a little bit of a melodrama to mm-hmm. us, which we're is admitted. But where that comes from is, like you said, little things that are little things, they can be the hugest thing in the world yes. to somebody. And it's easy for someone to be like, oh, you're, oh, that's nothing. Or mm-hmm. that's, or that's just get over it. Or that's yep. like, but that's not how it feels inside. Sometimes we're taking that feeling and amplifying it to exercise it, exorcise it almost. Yeah. Yeah. Both. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yes. So, and I think that's what makes it very relatable to the listener. And I like how you address lyrical meaning as well in your interviews is that it's vague enough and left to interpretation for the listener right. even though they want to know what were you dealing with right. what yeah. what is the point of this yeah. but it's still enough for them to interpret it and relate to it in their own life Absolutely. completely different I mean, reason like battles that could be any type of battle yes. and sometimes Greta has an idea of what the song means and sometimes I have an idea right. sometimes it means something different to that's us that's true to each of you right yeah and uh, I think a lot of times it's like that a lot of times that is and so there isn't even really a specific meaning necessarily right. but there's a feeling there absolutely Absolutely. And that's kind of what we're chasing. And when we connect with other people that are feel that same way, it makes us feel better, too, about feeling that way. <laughs> and right. Because then you're not alone. Exactly. Everyone's yeah. looking to not feel Absolutely. alone. And that's yes. kind of what the song Connect is all about. Let's talk about the remixes. I've noticed on the SoundCloud there are quite a few mm-hmm. remixes. Oh, yeah. Are there any that kind of stand out to you as someone that really grasps 
the idea of My Gold Mask and then made it their own as well. I'm going to go to Mr. Kitty again in Tying Tiffany. I really loved those interpretations of the songs that they did. Okay. Mr. Kitty has that, going back to that like emotion, he has this thing. He took battles and he gave it that same emotion and release that his songs have mm-hmm. that I'm so addicted to. I love yes. his he, uh, version his, of Battles. It's The sonics of that are just... Oh. It's cool because that remakes it's like the song is still the it's same. It's still there. It's, mm-hmm. it's the same song. But it has that Mr. Kitty sound. Michael Massa will always have that kind of, I don't know if it will always have it, who knows. But it has that sort of rock edge in there. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool. I love what he did with Greta's vocals. Man, I do too. I... You know, this remix was how I found out about you guys. Oh, cool. Okay. And I thought, wow, I wonder what this sounds like, the vocals specifically, mm. in the original. And the first time I listened to it, it was very different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then as I listened to it in my head, I think think, wait a minute. No, 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 no. That one's the different one. Right. This is how it originally was. Right. Well, that's cool. I really didn't think that your vocals were <laughs> the way that they are on yeah. your own. Then when he translated it even more, that's cool. I, well, I, I love so the sold way, on it. I yeah. love the way he mixes vocals oh, yeah. and his vocals. It's yeah. some of the coolest stuff. I mean, that's the thing about remixes. That's great. And likewise, it might expose people from Michael Mask camp and to check out this remix from this artist and right. might check out his stuff Absolutely. from that. But it's not just even about that. It's not just a promotional thing. As artists, we love it when we hear different interpretations of the songs even if it's something not like the Mr. Kitty remix right. even if it's something like drastically different it's fun for us yeah, to well, hear like the, the connect remix by remix. Pro- Professor Fox is completely is different a, I, I remember the first time I heard it I was like oh my god this is like 500 songs, songs? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know it's then, like yeah. an EDM banger and song and you've got like yeah. these like horns like <laughs> yeah it's like, trom- I was like this totally is, different it's cool and I'd like every time I play it I can't remember what's going to happen and, and you know not every remix is going to speak to everyone right you know it's not about that though the thing with the remixes is that you're gonna have your favorite ones and you might like the original better or you might or some people might just like the remix or, right. or whatever that's fine I kind of look at the songs like memes let them go out there and mm-hmm. let there be a bunch of different versions of it why not that just lets the song travel let, right. gives the song its own life absolutely and it's fun for us I mean there's been a lot of cool remixes we had one by Eamon Explode I like that one a oh, lot yeah. the Tying Tiffany one you mentioned earlier I thought yeah. was really cool Your Young Body from Seattle did a remix of Severed oh yeah yeah, I really like that too. And I liked that one. Is that one posted? Yeah, it's yeah. up there somewhere. I'll have to go back. That one doesn't stand out in my head. The, all the other ones I'm yeah. on board, I know it's exactly on, what it yeah, is. It's, it's on there, and they did it. It's very different. Okay. And Super they did. They really made like, their own thing. And they just sometimes people will just take a vocal line. And sometimes, they, you know, the term remix is a very loose, loose term. Yeah. I mean, really, in a lot of ways, it's people are sometimes creating their own song, right. really. And your vocal line may have just inspired them right. in this it's weird way. It's more of a sample mm-hmm. of your music and yes. something that they've yes. created. So, yeah. But I like, you know, hearing what a remix means to different right. people because when they give you back the remix it tells you what they think a remix is right which mm-hmm. is cool <laughs> whether it, it is a sample of you and then on their stuff yeah. or really worked yeah. within right. your song sometimes that's our sometimes that's it. my yeah. fault too though for not giving people enough stems <laughs> I think because we work with an engineer so sometimes right. I don't have all the files right, right. in front of me <laughs> and right. then he's such a busy guy so sometimes and you want to get that off I to them get so it off to them I want to get work yeah because it. Yeah. it takes a long time yeah we we've tried to do remixes for we're bad at it we're so bad, bad at, at it. it. We're just bad it at it. A, it's like writing another song. Right. I think if I were more technologically right. advanced, we don't with sit there with recording the com- equipment. computer and Ableton I would have the a same lot of fun way. With it. James would probably get that all set up. And, yeah, because we do a lot of stuff on Ableton as far as like bouncing.
commenting things back and mm -hmm. forth to each other, but I'm pretty primitive at it. But who knows? Maybe there'll be some my more Michael Mass remixes in the future. I can just do GarageBand on my <laughs> iPad. She makes some awesome stuff on GarageBand, though. Cool You're stuff just on being that. nice. No, I actually <laughs> like it. I, I think it's pretty neat. Let's talk about, well, you already kind of mentioned songs that maybe you don't want to play or mm. are tired of playing. Is that the only instance? Well, we have a lot of songs. I mean, yeah. we've got like 36. I've added them all but together. But I mean, when you're building a set list, is there a song that really you just don't want to touch? No. Live? If there's a song like that, then it's not in our set list yeah. anymore. If okay. some, one of us expresses... I'm tired of it. It's not going to have that like spark behind translate. it. Yeah. If you're not enjoying what you're playing, then you shouldn't be yeah. playing it. So Agreed. for the most part, everything's fair game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, I mean, we, we, we've been... We just recently brought in Ghost in Your Bed again, which had seemed to have retired at some point, and then we were just like... We did have to kind of twist your arm a little bit on that. You did twist my arm a little bit. <laughs> and then, because I heard in my head what it could, mm -hmm. how it could be, and then once I think James... It got tired for me for right. a second. So and we I, stopped And so we stopped. It. And then I think I was sick or out of town or something. Yeah. And you guys... James and I put some added synths to, synths to it. And when I came back, I was like, oh. Yeah. And we changed... Yeah, like and, refreshed. And, yeah, yeah, and James yeah. kind of changed the rhythm a little okay. bit. So, uh, a question that I sometimes throw in, and you guys have toured mm -hmm. a, a bit. You have several pieces of music under your belt. Do you have any advice for artists that are feeling defeated, are struggling with creating music, touring music, anything within oh, the man. whole scope? Does anyone have any advice for me? No, I think every musician feels that way sometimes. Yeah. yeah. With the growth over time, do you have anything that maybe worked for you? It's, that I think just knowing that the, the whole lot of it is very manic and there are high, high spikes high peaks and really low lows and you just really need to know that when you're in that valley that there'll be another another yeah. like sounds cheesy a peak moment, is coming yeah. up like yeah. I get lost in that myself and mm -hmm. every time I'm like this is a moment this is literally a moment yeah. and it's not gonna be you're in a forever. bubble I think that's something that happens to a lot of also I think with musicians too like it's something we're both very proud of doing and like we couldn't get rid of it even if we right. wanted to and I think I mean, that's something that we as musicians need to really be proud of own it this is it's who we part are. Of who you are? It's well, who we you are. know, and it's tough. It's like you know, you look at people and like they're getting real jobs and they're doing mm -hmm. real, you yeah. know, whatever you want to call that. And then, and you start questioning like, oh, what am I doing? And this is that. And it's tough, but you know what? It's like Rita said, we have to do this. Right. I would go insane if I didn't do this. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I would. I don't even want to know what kind of a person I would be get if actually, I didn't have this as an outlet. We get right. very, very depressed when we get off of the road. It takes like what is it like a couple of weeks where Sometimes, you just yeah, you, you get feel you get completely a, yeah. out of place and. Right. Even and in like, your own home. Yeah. In your own home and like doing the daily, it's like trying to like sink back into that like mm -hmm. really is upsetting. <laughs> it's just like you're on stage and it doesn't matter, like it could be a small crowd or whatever, but you're feeling the energy and you have that high from it. Mm -hmm. And then when you go back, you get depressed. I mean, that's I how, that's like, what happens. I don't like patterns, but I like a touring pattern. For some reason, like when we're on tour, that pattern that you get in like, and this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. And I like that. And I, I can repeat that right. infinitely. But the second I get home and I'm like, okay, Different. I've pattern got mm -hmm. to do this so you know the thing is is like my advice I guess would be is just hang in there I mean yeah. if you love what you're doing own it be hang proud. in there and, and my other advice you're I an guess, artist yeah, be an art. My other advice would be is try everything. Don't limit yourself. Right. Open your mind to what being a musician means. Because in order to survive as a musician, you have to be able to evolve. You can't stay still. Right. Then it's okay to evolve, and you need to let yourself do that. I think that would be the biggest advice. I mean, we recently lost David Bowie, and I like to look forward in music and not mm -hmm. and not dwell on. I mean, David Bowie was a genius. Everyone knows that. But I, one thing about him is that look at how he was able to sort of 
of evolve. And I think that that's a big reason why he survived. Now, some people can be like ACDC and never change a single thing and be ACDC forever. But that's not typical. Right. Uh, if you have that, then good for you. You know, If, if it works do it forever. over, over yeah. all of that time, right. then it works But for if you, it's time but... to change, change. That's yeah. That would be my advice, yeah. Okay. Is anyone else in any other musical projects, bands, or everyone's focused on... We're all pretty focused. Yeah. Um, I think James is tinkering around with his own stuff and as he's learning more. Mm-hmm. And, but I don't know. I can't really speak for what that is or what that would be. I write all kinds of songs. So sometimes I write songs that just don't wind up sounding like Michael Mask right. songs. I have no idea what those will be either. Greta, like I said, does a lot of cool stuff on <laughs> GarageBand and stuff. Like she's exploring these. But no, we're all really focused on this okay. right now. It's interesting. It seems like a lot of artists right now are working on multiple facets of their art into different ways to release them. But it's nice to see that everything right now for you guys is just being poured into. It is right now thing. for right. sure. Yeah. Or at least honed into. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, we had an album come out and a tour and everything. So we're all very much focused on this. There might come a time when in between albums mm-hmm. where we explore some other cool little side projects and stuff. Just but I, because you've got these other things going on. Yeah. And yeah. To, you learn things when you do that. And then when you come back to the project, you might have new perspective. Yeah. Are there any artists that you would like to be remixed by or oh, collaborate <laughs> with? Tons. Yeah. We love to collaborate. They're, Pastel Ghost, I want to remix. I, mean, I would love a remix yes. from her. Yeah. Something dreamy. Vivian, and can we have a remix? Something <laughs> dreamy, awesome. dreamy <laughs> Pastel Ghost remix would be nice. so awesome. We love that dreamy sound like, right. and love it when we hear our songs kind of done that way. So right. that would be cool. I've been listening to all kinds of stuff lately. I've been listening to Metal Mother, a synth pop group called Priest. I've been listening to Alter Darun. The new yeah. Ari Mason album I yeah. like a lot. Oh, yeah, we've been spinning that a lot. Oh, it's super nice. It's really great. Yeah. I like it. Keep going back to it. It's good. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'll take remixes from any of those people. <laughs> Call us up. Just email us. Twitter is just Michael Mask. Facebook is just Michael Mask. Insta is it's, Goldie Graham. Yeah, Instagram. G-O-L-D-Y-G-R-A-M. It's Goldie Graham. I know it's weird. People keep trying to follow us on Michael Mask, and we actually have the Michael Mask right. handle, but the thing is, is there was some girl that had Michael Mask for a really long time, uh-huh. so we started Goldie Graham on Instagram, <laughs> and then all of a sudden I checked and she had deleted her profile, oh, wow. but the yeah. thing is, is we already have like 800 followers on that. Oh, yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'll you don't want to redo that. Yeah. I mean, if you go to the Michael Mask one, it says just find us at Goldie Graham. <laughs> Greta's always snapping, if you can find Greta on yeah. Snapchat. She's snapping Snap all over means. the place. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. My little movies are fun. And as far as merch goes, you had shirts at the show last night. Mm-hmm. Are those available online or is that just the shows thing? right now? Okay. Yeah. You got to come to the show to get a t-shirt. Got to make it get it off your butt somehow. Not you specifically. <laughs> I'm just I was like, there and people, I got one. People in general. <laughs> yes. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, and a little shout out to our pug, Rody, who Rody. has been in studio with this whole time. Such a good yeah, boy. He's doing great. He's Found such a good boy. Seat. He's on his chair and just chilling. <laughs> he's a good tour buddy. <laughs> okay. So last question. I know you just released the album, but what else at this point can people look forward to from My Gold Mask? Well, we're actually already in the process of writing our next album. Jack has been on a roll with some melodies that I am <laughs> digging and craving to get back into. Uh, cool. I'm glad you like them. I love them. So yeah, we're doing that, but we actually have a couple of songs already recorded that have not been released yet. I'm not sure exactly what we're doing with them yet. There might be like a deluxe version of Anxious Utopia oh, with yeah. some extra tracks on them. That'll be neat. Also, we have another video that we're about to release Yeah, there's another well. video Please. for Connect that's not out yet. I it's love your guys' video. Thank you. This oh, one's going to be totally different. Got almost like a film noir kind of look to okay. it. Classic look to it. The director is awesome. Nice. He's really talented. Can't wait for people to see that. Speaking of the video 
Mascos YouTube channel. Yes, yeah, YouTube, channel. YouTube channel. It's channel. Michael okay, Mask Michael as well. Mask. And if, I mean, if you just search Michael Mask, we come up right away. Okay. I think we do have some remixes that we're sitting yeah. on still. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm done. Did I miss anything? You guys have anything extra? Gosh, to... I, we love your city. <laughs> thank you so much for thank having you us. Thank you for having us. And your show is awesome. And we really oh, appreciate you. shows like this that are exposing people to music that they might not have heard. So thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for yeah. taking the time on this Sunday. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We had a blast. You have been listening to My Gold Mask here on the Heartbeats Machine on KUCI in Irvine.